incoming dad joke. Ready? What's the difference between Dubai and Abu Dhabi? Dubai doesn't like Flintstones, but Abu Dhabi do. What's up? It's Gio. Happy belated Thanksgiving. I hope everyone had a splendid Thanksgiving. If I sound kind of dead, it's because I'm tired. It is almost 2 o'clock in the morning, but I wanted to do this because I had these thoughts already in my mind, and I just wanted to knock them out. But, again, hope everyone had a good Thanksgiving. Um, what did I do on Thanksgiving? I, the day before Thanksgiving, I went to a cabin with some buddies, um, some buddies from the chapel that I had mentioned about, uh, for someone's birthday. We all hung out, um, drank a little bit, did some karaoke, which is something I typically don't do. Um, but that's how comfortable I am with these people that I just met like not even a month ago. Um, but it was really fun. Uh, karaoke played some a Mexican bingo. Uh, never played that before. It was okay. It was just bingo, but Mexican bingo. Um, Thanksgiving day. So, uh, I got home at like three o'clock from the cabin. Cause it was like an hour and a half away from my house. And then I had to wake up around like 7.30 Thanksgiving morning to go play some turkey bowl, some flag football with some family friends. So did that, went home, fell asleep, um, and then went by my my parents' house, had some ham and Puerto Rican rice and some veggies. Food was bomb. And then I was... Thoroughly entertained watching my sister um, create her uh, bride made of honor little gifts for her the people standing in her wedding. Um, so yeah, it was a it was a solid time. Um, so today I'm going to talk a little bit about. Um, some stuff that came up between my sister and I that goes back to oh, excuse me that goes back to some therapy sessions and then um feelings and then <clears throat> based off the feelings and thoughts that I had on that I actually have an idea for my next uh episode which I'll get into later on um but there Therapy. So, I was talking to my sister about, um, like what? So let me back up a little bit. So I had, I had when I was with my ex fiance, I had a therapist at the time, and I was pretty consistent with that person. Um, and going to that therapist actually helped me see. That I didn't want to be with my ex-fiance anymore. Um, now, I didn't feel like that therapist 
push me in any way to end that relationship. It was more so we dove into my feelings and my emotions um, with where I was in life and where I was in the relationship and what I thought was best for me. And that's how I came to the conclusion to end that relationship. Um, so then I couldn't be with that therapist anymore because they were leaving. So I was without a therapy for a while um, until I actually started dating Ashley, I believe it was. Um, so while I was dating Ashley, I started seeing a new therapist. First one was a male. Second one was a female, um, the one while I was dating Ashley. So um, she, we were talking about my relationship with Ashley, and I felt as if um, she was kind of pushing me and I wouldn't say forcing, but she was kind of like, yeah, pushing is the right word, pushing me to end things with Ashley based off our conversations. And to me, that I, I I guess at the time I was like scared, um, like I didn't want to break up with Ashley, but mentally I knew I should have, um, and I didn't want the same thing to happen like how it happened with my ex-fiance. So like I went to therapy and I was able to get through, see my emotions and feelings. And I ended that with my ex-fiance. I didn't want the same thing to happen with Ashley. And I don't really have a reason behind that other than, I guess, like I said, I was just scared. Um, So because that happened with that female therapist, I... Um, pulled the scare tactic and ran away. So I stopped seeing her. So I went again without a therapist for probably about like four or five months. And then I needed, I needed one. So I went back and I started seeing the person that I'm seeing now. Um, and of course everything's been good, but I think why I ran away from the individual was because I wanted like I wanted professional like a professional to tell me not to leave not to end the relationship. Like I had one person telling me I should when I f- like I deep inside me I knew I should have but I didn't want to and then I had another therapist um basically just being there for me, like how my first one was like, we were talking through emotions and feelings and stuff. And he didn't say to like, um, he wasn't pushing me to end it. And that's how our first conversation was when I met my current therapist. Um, how I was like, yeah, I stopped seeing this other one because I felt like she was pushing me towards ending my relationship. And, I didn't want that. Um, so let's fast forward to probably a couple weeks ago um, where we, that whole conversation came up again. And my therapist, current one, told me that that was a red flag for him. Um, and I'm appreciative towards him because 
even though it was a red flag for him, he still continued to uh, be there for me and try to continue to help me talk through my feelings and emotions. So he didn't try to persuade me either um, from breaking things up with Ashley. Um, people may think, well, maybe they sh that's uh, like a therapist isn't there to like try to persuade you to do things. They're there to help talk you through your feelings and emotions. And that's where people get confused. Like you don't go talk to a therapist trying to like, have them tell you what to do like that your life is your life a therapist is not supposed to like take control of your life um and that's how i felt my the female therapist was doing it was trying to take over my life a little bit by persuading me to end things um wow it sucked with what happened to me and ashley but i've been able to use it as a big learning um, experience for me going forward. Um, so that's always a good thing. Um, but I, the reason why, uh, and all the reason why I got scared is because I was starting to see that the female therapist was, even though she was persuading me, like I said, like I felt, um, like I should have ended it. I was also getting scared that like, so the first time it happened with my ex-fiance, I was able to determine that I didn't want to be with her. And that was because I, I went to therapy. And then the second time it was happening again, where I was starting to see that I didn't want to be with Ashley. And that was because I was going to therapy and I didn't want that to happen again. So I, like I said, I pulled the scare tactic. I ran away from that because I was avoiding, I was avoiding it basically. And going back and looking at it, it just wasn't smart. Um, it wasn't a smart thing for me to do. Um, but like I said, at the end of the day, like I'm still, I'm taking a positive out of it and just using everything that happened with me and Ashley as a learning experience, basically. Um, so yeah, that's, that was how, that's one thing that came up to in my mind recently. Um, again, for those who are skeptical about see, seeing a therapist or speaking to one, um, you really just have to figure out what you want out of it. Like if you're trying to have someone tell you what to do in your life, then it's definitely not, not the thing for you. If you're stuck in your feelings and emotions and confused on on how you should be feeling or what you should be feeling for specific like situations in life, then it's, it might be something for you. And that actually leads to my next conversation, which are our feelings. Um, I'm going to start with, um, well, the, the whole feelings conversation I'm talking about right now is because I was talking to a friend of mine and she was saying how um, she's happy that we're able to still be, be friends because um, we're able to relate on a, a lot of things. And this person has learned a lot about me from this podcast, actually. And um, I've, I've mentioned 
somewhat of her before because she's the one that kind of can uh, push me a little more to keep doing this. Um, but the feelings came up because she had mentioned we were able to relate on things and like um, seeing and understanding what feelings are normal. Um, and I basically said like, any feelings you have are like normal. Um, like, uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's weird. Oh, uh, let me, I'm gonna start back from like square one, I guess. Um, so where I'm going with this is when my ex fiance's mom passed away, um, she just fell into like this huge grieving. Um, slump basically which i mean who doesn't i did uh i didn't understand fully like how she was feeling because i at the time like i didn't have anyone close in my life like pass away uh i understood that she had a process to go through and i was there for her but i i didn't like firsthand understand the feelings that she was going through but i knew she had feelings that she needed to go through so now this year my dad passed away so now i'm able to relate to her on those feelings because her mom passed away so it's just that that grief the sadness all those memories that come back everything that she was going through and I didn't know about at the time. I was able to go through the beginning of the year with my dad passing. So, <clears throat> so I was able to relate to my ex-fiance on that. And that's where I'm saying that, like, feelings, whatever you're feeling is normal. Like, there's no specific way for you to be feeling about certain things. Um, if someone close to you dies and you're not grieving, like, that could be normal for you. It, for you. Like, it may not be normal for other people, but that doesn't, like, justify the way you should be feeling about certain things. Like, if someone were to come to you and be like, well, why aren't you, like, grieving? Like, why aren't you crying? Because, like, your your mom or your dad, your sister passed away. And you're like, it's just, just I doesn't it's, you're not phased by it and that's perfectly fine like that just because you're not crying about it doesn't make it not normal you know like everyone goes through things differently um my grieving i don't think my grieving i could be wrong my mom and sister may may think it's wrong but like i don't think my grieving's been as complicated as my mom and sisters was i think there's been moments where my grieving has been harder but i feel um i personally feel again this is me i feel that my mom and sister grieved harder than i did with my dad passing away like example would be at the wake like i was perfectly i wouldn't say perfectly fine but i handled it way better than i thought i would have um, it wasn't until they closed the casket is when I really started to like break down that because that was just like the last time I was actually 
able to see my dad, you know? Um, so like for, for me to not really, the, the entire week, well, not the entire week, for the most part of the week until, like I said, the casket closed, like I didn't cry. Um, like people would probably think, well, that's not normal. Like your dad's dead right in front of you and you're not crying. But for me at the time, like I felt my dad, like his presence there with me, um, which is really weird because on Thanksgiving, I went to the cemetery um, to visit him and on my way there, I was crying, but then I got to his grave and I tried crying, but I couldn't. And this is actually something I wanted to talk about. I tried crying, but I couldn't. And there's been multiple, multiple times where I've tried crying and I couldn't. And the first thing that comes to mind is my dad, like in my head saying like, everything's okay. Like you, there's no need to be crying. And that's, it's weird to have that thought process because my mom always gave my dad shit about this, but ever since um, I was little or not ever since, but when I was little, my dad hated when I cried. Like he was one of those like old fashioned, like boys don't cry or whatever. And I remember to this day, um, that was, we went out, was riding my bicycle and he was walking with me and my, I was on the sidewalk and had gone on the grass and the, the height between the sidewalk and the grass, like there was a little lip. So when I tried to get it back on the sidewalk, my tire rubbed on the side of the sidewalk on that lip. And I fell off the bike and I cut up my nose and my chin, I think. My nose was like all bloody and stuff. Now I'm walking home. And I was like probably like three or four blocks and I'm crying. And all I remember is my dad saying like, stop crying. And like, there's no need to cry. You'll be fine. And I remember like trying to fight back um, my crying and everything. Like, um, like I, I, my dad's looking over me and he's saying, don't cry. And here I am like this eight, nine year old crying, but still trying not to cry. And I get home and then I start crying more because my, my mom's there. And I remember, um, her, her telling my dad to not tell me, um, not to cry that it's fine if boys cry or whatever. Um, so to, it's but like I don't get that same feeling when um I hear him in my head. It's more so like a comfort feeling, like him saying, like, it's it's okay to cry, but you're strong now and things will be fine because he's still there for me and he's still watching out for me. Um and as like as I got older, he he became more I felt like he became more sensitive about things and more understanding. Like he was never about like the whole mental health stuff. Like he was always like, Oh, it's in your head. And I always tell people, I was like, well, no shit. It's in my head. It's like mental health. Of course it's in my head. Um, but he started to see like, Oh, it's a real thing. Um, I, I, I don't, 
I shouldn't say he started to see it as a real thing. He started to acknowledge it more that that's just like people actually have mental health problems. Um, but yeah, so it's weird to have it, to like think back to um, hearing him say like boys don't cry. And um, now it's like, I hear him say like, if you need to cry, then cry. But like, you're strong. Um, there's no, there's no need to like cry because he's still there watching over me. Um, so back to, back to like feeling normal. Um, there's, like I said, there's no right way to feel about things. Um, if you want to grieve about someone, a close person that you love, then go ahead and grieve. If you don't, it's not the end of the world. Like for you, that could be normal. Um, maybe you end up grieving like four months later. Um, and people would, people may think like, well, your close person died four months ago. Like what would took you four months to grieve? Like who, to me, like who cares? Like you, you should be able to feel your emotions however and whenever you want. Like don't let other people, um, I guess just influence when and how you should be feeling about things. Um, there, you are able to, like I said, how I was able to relate with my ex fiance on things. You, you can relate with others. Um, but like, um, I don't know how to put this. You can relate with others, but like you determine how you feel. Only you can determine that. Um, and it's helpful when you're able to find other people you're able to relate to. Like, for instance, when I went to um, the cabin and all those people at the chapel, like, I was able to relate to them on so many different levels when it came to relationships and being cheated on and um, family and losing close ones and stuff. Um, like, they they all went through phases and emotional phases and feelings differently than I did but at the same time we are able to relate on that same level um but yeah uh this is a pretty short episode uh one because I'm tired and two I didn't really know what else to talk about so I thought like I said since I had all that stuff in my head already I'd just try to get that out um the next episode, I want to talk about the difference between emotions and feelings, uh, which is something big that I took away from uh, one of the books that I was reading, which I named uh, two weeks ago, How to Master Your Emotions. <coughs> Excuse me. How to Master Your Emotions. Um, it talks the difference between like feelings and emotions. And how to deal with like your negative emotions and <clears throat> ways to cope with it, breathing techniques and stuff. So I want to dive into a little bit more of that, um, especially with the holidays coming up. Um, it was difficult for me on Thanksgiving being it the first time since I don't have my dad with me. And the first time in two years I don't have a significant other. <clears throat> and now Christmas is coming around too, so... Um, last year I actually didn't have my dad for Christmas because he was taking care of his mom 
which is fine. It sucked um, that I didn't see my dad for Christmas. Um, but now it's like I don't even have the chance to be able to see him for Christmas this year. Um, so I think looking at your feelings versus emotions with the holidays coming up will, um, I think, be extremely beneficial for me and anyone else that may be going through the same situations in life. Um, So that way you're able to determine um, what you're feeling and maybe I'll try to provide some coping mechanisms that I've learned as well. Um, There is like one like 12 step process that uh, I was able to go through and I'll use that as a teaching experience for y'all listeners. Um, But that's all I have. Uh, I hope everyone's doing well out there. Staying safe, staying warm if you're in cold places. I'm from Chicago, so it's been like freezing cold here. Um, And so I'll talk to you guys all later. And make sure you guys tell someone that you love them. Peace out.